what's going on? It's Top of the Dude Chain. We're back with another episode, and we are back with another episode. Sans Jeff, a.k.a. Paternity Leave. Yep. Here you go. We do by, by state law. Is it state or federal law? I think that's a federal law. Have to accommodate the paternity leave of Jeff, but for some reason I have a feeling he's going to milk it as much as he possibly can. Yeah. Well, I have a partner at work that's doing that right now, too. He's going on uh, two months not being at work, and he has another half month to go. Because you can break it up because we do police work. It's eight days on and six days off. Uh, so it's not like you're burning like an honest like two weeks at a time. Yeah. So if you play it just right, you can milk it for probably about three months. Two. So he's been on it for two months already? Yeah, which is only technically like 20-something days. Right, but he probably caught a few holidays in there. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. But anyway, every I didn't I didn't get a chance to. I didn't have enough leave because I had my kid when I first got on, so I took two days off. I had it. It's just I was telling Jeff this about he was helping me move a couch. Thanks to thanks to Jeff for helping me move a couch. Shout out storage units. Anyway, um, but I was talking to him about it. I think the the hardest thing about having a kid at the beginning is your routine is completely messed up because of that kid. Like it, it's all focused around that seven pounds of, of, of wet and eating and, and crying. And, and I think things, the stress with a newborn tend to go away when you start introducing that newborn to your everyday routine, you know, start going back to work. Anyway, I took a, I took almost two weeks off with my daughter and I think I took three days off with my son, right. you know. Uh, Both of ours spent some time in the NICU. Uh, and so Shiloh, when he was born in 2016, spent about a week there. I ended up not preaching that, that first Sunday uh, after he was born. And then the first Sunday after we went home is when I when I got back at it. Yeah. Uh, but now, NICU's a, a little different. Yeah. Now, Jeff has a perfectly healthy baby at home. I think Jeff... Uh, I think Jeff's just milking it. Yeah, no, yeah. no excuses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Niku, listen. If it's the Niku stuff, then listen. Take as much time as you need. I understand it. I mean, that's you know, my dad being in the hospital, that in and out of the hospital, that kind of stuff. It's just taxing. I mean, even if you're not doing anything, it just wears you out. You sleep. I sleep real. I slept real well when I I got home. Uh, it's, it is stressful. You know, just being in a hospital is stressful in and of itself. And so. Uh, so that I get, but well, when you or a loved ones in the hospital, it puts your whole life on pause. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, nothing, nothing else matters in that moment. Uh, right. You know, when when Shiloh was, when we were told Shiloh was going to go to the NICU, it just nothing else mattered right then. Uh, it's just all right. Well, this is our life for the next, you know, two to seven days or so. Yeah. Turned out to be seven. So. Oh. Glad they're doing well. Jeff, on the other hand, his youngest is actually. Has actually grown, yeah. Like at a uh, incredible Hulk rate. Uh, I think she's grown like three inches or something like that since she was born. She's only been here for like two weeks. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I actually caught her starts. smiling for the first time. Never seen it. The baby? No. Or Josie? Josie. Yeah, Josie. Josie will mean mug you. Yeah. She's a cutie, but uh, no, I'm saying that Molly, the one who was just born. Oh. Has already had like a two or three inch growth spurt. Yeah, and uh, and put on some weight. So 
Did you ever introduce our guest, man? Oh. Or did we just get right into it? <laughs> it's how comfortable he makes us. I know, right? Didn't, didn't want to scare the audience away. He has been on Smooth before. and voice. He's been on officially once. He's been on this podcast more than that with his ridiculously un- popular opinions <laughs> accurate facts no they're horrible <laughs> subjectively <laughs> but he, uh so but chris kidwell is our guest uh he's sporting the hockey hockey jersey big hockey fan we talked about the e-bug last week uh the emergency backup goalie which was employed in in hockey here in the nhl a couple weeks ago that he actually won you that that you said it happened three times uh that the e-bugs actually won the game versus just getting waxed uh yeah i think uh, uh yeah well, maybe, that, maybe so, that was the fact we threw out so the the there have been e-bugs coming to the game before uh but this is the first time that the emergency backup goalie was the goalie of record uh, he was in the game when they scored what eventually became the game-winning goal. Game-winning goal. Uh, as soon as he came in, Carolina went down the ice, scored a goal that made it uh, four to one. Uh, Toronto put in a couple, and then uh, and then Carolina put in a couple more before the end of the game. Um, but because he was in the game when he scored, or when Carolina scored that fourth goal, he ended up being the goalie of record, and he's the first emergency backup goalie to be a goalie of record. And record a win. That's right. Uh, wow. He's also the oldest goalie in NHL history to win his debut. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Seems like Dude, that, that situation hey. would generate a lot of stupid facts like that. Yeah, that's uh, good. I, and that's – I like that. I, I think that's the great thing about sports. There is a rule in the NBA – I, I got in, I went into a rabbit hole when I you know started researching this uh, e-bug because I just think it's weird that you could possibly. That's the ironic thing is this guy is a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, and he had to contribute to a loss on their uh, mm-hmm. on their record, which you know good for him with the integrity to to play well because mm-hmm. uh, you know forty two he's not going to get another shot. It's just that's that's one game. It's a great story though. Um, but anyway, there's a, you know there's a rule in the NBA where if five members of the t- five or more members of the team die, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But five members of the team die, then they open up a, essentially like an ex- expansion draft. Huh. And every team in the NBA can only protect five players. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, Mr. Dolan does not listen to this uh, <laughs> this podcast because the team jet might be tampered with. He's not. He's not on it. He doesn't listen. <laughs> so he doesn't listen to anybody. No, no, no. no but anyway, I just that, that I I really enjoy the the weird rules, yep. the rules that in essence you think you should fix but we kind of keep them in baseball is probably notorious for some of that stuff uh i don't i still don't know why the infield fly rule is still a thing like the braves lost a playoff game because of the infield because of the infield fly rule they they lost the first ever of those uh those one game wild card games yeah because how so uh a bad infield fly call like 40 feet uh the other side of the infield, 40 feet into left field. Into the outfield. They, they called an infield fly rule, which 
which ended up being the difference in a game. I think they were playing the Cardinals then in what turned out to be Chipper Jones' last ever game. Uh, fans got so irate that they started throwing garbage onto the field. and as, I mean, it was a big deal. And I, I don't know why the rule exists anymore. Just just catch the ball. Well, it's actually I think it's actually for the base runners because what it does is it, you know, because you can't advance on a fly ball. And so it keeps it keeps the guy from dropping it intentionally and then trying to turn a double or a triple play because runners haven't moved. I get it, but let's let's I don't know cater the rule a little bit, you know, because because the guy could drop it. Yeah, I mean that's that's now now out of the infield you got to be able to you should be able to review that. But again, you call infield fly, everyone stops doing what they're doing anyway. Well, the the Braves put the game under protest, and like all but I think one game in the past twenty ish years or so in the league, um, it didn't amount to a hill of beans because you know the league's not going to go back and replay part of a pay, a playoff game. No, not at all. So, Chipper Jones ever win a World Series? Yes, uh, early did. or mid nineties is ninety five. Right before the Yankees started having their. Well, that's right. Uh, so they beat the Indians. I think it was in the '95 World Series. Our Bell, baby. Yep. And uh, the next year, they lost to the Yankees in the World Series in the Derek first Jeter. Late Derek Jeter's World rookie year. Yep. Uh, and I think those World Series were only broken up by the Marlins' first one in '97. Yeah. Um, which was also against the Indians. Um, yeah. And then the the Marlins came back, <clears throat> beat the Yankees with Josh Beckett. And then the Diamondbacks, which is weird because the Diamondbacks and the Marlins, both expansion teams, fairly young uh, in, in consideration versus the rest of the league. They beat the Yankees with Randy Johnson and uh, uh, what's that right wing pitcher's name? Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling. That's yeah. right. Uh, noted video game publisher, Kurt Schilling. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, Hate the guy because he was a Red Sox, but... Uh, well, he was a Philly too, so uh, that's another reason not to like him. I think those are probably my two least favorite teams in the in the league for sure. Yep. But so, what's going on, Corey? As far as what? Anything? Life? Man, nothing. Just Anyone works. pee in the back of your cop car? No, lately? no pee, no poop. Um, somebody tried to burn down an apartment last night, but uh, oh, really? Other than that, yeah. I've never, I've never gone into a building, you know, when they, they talk about fires, you know, like the smoke is right. up top and the heat's up top. So you want to stay low. It's the first time I've ever actually like seen it, like with the smoke, like billowing up to the, to the, the ceiling, you know, and coming out the door and all that. Nobody was in there. It ended up being like a thing between two transients, but yeah, it's kind of interesting to go into a building in that type of condition. Of course, you know, we started banging doors and evacuating people, but it didn't spread outside of like the bathroom she she set luggage on fire in the bathroom is what she did why because she's crazy same reason why transients do everything they do not a jaded ex-girlfriend or anything like that uh, no i mean it's hard to say because what's what's a transient a hobo Squatter? homeless or as our mayor likes to call them outside dwellers <laughs> <laughs> yeah what one of our officers got into an argument online with our mayor about whether or not he has fixed the homeless problem, which he was claiming that there, we don't have a homeless problem anymore. No, we have a homeless problem. And it's getting significantly worse 
uh, like the camps are popping up outside of the wood line now. Like if you go downtown under every bridge, there's like a cardboard fortress yeah. of hobos. Well, that's <clears throat> and we deal with them. We deal with them in and out of every single store, and we get calls nonstop all night about homeless people coming in and out. So there's a Seven Eleven that plays loud classical music because the hobos hate it and it keeps <laughs> them away. I wish I was lying, but if you go to 74th and uh, Western at night to that 7-Eleven and listen, it's like Flight of the Valkyries is playing and other stuff. It's and they hilarious. don't like it? No. Because they're trying to sleep? Yeah. Well, they're just not classy people. It drives them oh, away. The classy music. Yeah. They're not yeah. They're they're not out back cutting up wine and or cutting up cheese and drinking wine on a table, you know? Yeah. They're, I kind uh, of... I, I, Austin's has the same issue. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's rumors out there that California's busting them into... To all these locations <laughs> yeah i haven't seen any from california but a lot of them come up from texas um yeah. I, and i think part of that's probably going to be because of the our new weed laws and stuff but i don't think that's going to be a big determining factor but they just kind of move in waves from place to place yeah but the majority of the ones that i've dealt with are always they're always oklahoma or texas natives yeah I feel bad for some of them some yeah. of them some some of those guys just hit bad luck you know what I mean? Most well, of them probably, you know, have some issues that are keeping them out there. But yeah, if I had to, if I had to just throw out like a guesstimated percentage, I would say probably fifty to sixty percent is mental health related. Yep. Um, yeah. They're most of them are bipolar or schizophrenic, and uh, their families don't want to deal with them anymore. They're, they come from low income families that one can't afford to deal with it, and the system just keeps booting them out. So they're stuck on the street. And, and those I, I kind of feel for to a degree. Yeah. A lot of mental illness, though, uh, is drug-related, too. People have literally fried their brains. So it's not like it's not very many people, I think, are naturally born as paranoid schizophrenics. I think a lot of that comes from drug use. Um, so you take that 50 to 60%, and I would say probably 90% of that 60% is drug-related. Yeah. But they, they are mental health consumers at that point. And then, uh, you know, probably 20% just choose to live that lifestyle. And then the other 20% maybe might be people on, like just down and out on bad luck. I think that's probably the smallest percentage. You know, it's it's probably more realistically like 2%. Which one's the most pleasant to deal with? Uh, probably the people that are just down and out because they're probably out there trying to find work. But the people who <clears throat> now the people who choose that because listen, man, sometimes, man, mortgage rolls around i gotta fix something in the house like sometimes the homeless life isn't looking too bad at that time you know what i mean yeah. so like i would imagine those people are just kind of let me live in my van and we'll be cool you know well, renting's not a bad alternative at that point either yeah, yeah. man still have to pay for it i mean it depends on what it is finish, yeah finish the van i think most people are homeless because they want to be honestly nothing wrong with I, that. I don't think anybody's like oh man i gotta get out of this they just walk around at night. They set up their tents. And I'm, and and I, I, I'm going to say this. You see a homeless person with a cell phone. It's okay. Yep. Like it really is somebody's choice if they'd rather have a cell phone yeah. over a house. Yeah. You know, and as long as they're, as long as they're not disturbing the peace and, and all that. I mean, obviously I think, I think people get too judgmental with that. Like they see someone, you know, panhandler, you know, on their cell phone. It's like, it's kind of, yeah, well, that person that person's claiming disability. That person is getting an SSI check every month. They they have a source of income. It's just it's you and me. So, yeah. which is that to me? That's the most aggravating part. Is I don't I don't get paid for doing nothing. 
Like yeah. if I do nothing, I legitimately become homeless, but homeless are out there doing nothing and right. we're paying to keep them going. Yeah. I know a lot of them stay at the, uh, planet fitness. It's a $10 a month membership. Yeah. So they, usually they have a car that's, that's a little beat up or whatever, but they can get to the planet fitness. They can get in, take a shower. <clears throat> There's usually a pizza or donut being served every day of the week, you know, and all that. Yeah. So $10 is well worth it. Yeah. So. No heard, judgment you, here, man. You heard it here first. Planet Fitness is for bums. <laughs> <laughs> Go to a real gym. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, that is true. Yeah. But, I mean, it also is a way to get out of the elements, too. You go yeah. In, they got couch locker room. Yeah. Well, that's why, you know, bridges, man, overpasses. You know, normally they have, like, a retaining wall up at the top that you can kind of crawl up into. Sometimes it even drops back down. People yeah. live, live up in there with the bats and stuff. Yeah. But, Which, I mean, I don't know. They don't bother me. They don't bother most people. Um, I think I think where it bothers people is if it's downtown. If it's in an area like Austin has a ton of them. Yeah. Where you walk because you you walk from either side of of the the highway. Yeah. Uh, and so sometimes you cross it, the crosses are under it or above it, and and you probably get harassed a little bit there. Yeah, you have a lot of. Uh I mean, we live in the Bible Belt, so there's a lot of highway charity. So when people right. are, are stopped, you know, on an off ramp yeah. or whatever, they'll they'll give them a five or ten spot right out the window. Uh, there was a guy who was actually a dude that was pretty well off at 240 and Penn for years, and they finally ran him off because that dude was making forty to I think they said forty to fifty thousand dollars a year, and he actually owned his own church, house, car, yeah. Harley Davidson, but he would go out there and just panhandle every day, yeah. and it's tax free. Yeah, no, uh, my. Uh, <laughs> Technically, it shouldn't be, but it is. I had an ex-girl. I have, I have an ex. She is currently an ex-girlfriend um, who's had a high school classmate that uh, his mom did that. She, yep. ended up, she ended up on the news. They this caught her. Too. Yeah. They caught her uh, loading up into a Mercedes and uh, driving back to her like half a million dollar home. Yeah. Headed from HEB. Well, with the uh, with with the church thing, you know, you can use that as a sort of <coughs> tax shelter if you want to get cynical mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. You, you can say you're taking, which is your, probably what he was doing, right? I mean, at that point, it is uh, in the strictest sense legally tax free. Uh, yeah, some way you could. Consider well, it. I think, I, yeah, and see, I don't, I don't know as far as like charitable giving goes uh, to like an like individual to individual. To me, it it would almost fall under a gift tax, and if he's out there saying you know homeless need help. That's not asking for charity. Like, in to to me, it would it wouldn't be tax free, even if you did have a church. Now, if you were saying help support the church, that maybe that'd be different. But if you're out there claiming you're homeless and you need that money for you, not for the church, well, if the if the church is the people and he is the church, yeah, technicalities, no, no, no. Chris gets you on those they'll, loopholes. They'll, they'll get him. Uh, I I pay a CPA to not have to know any of this. Yeah, stuff. that's what I do. I have no clue how it works. Yeah. I just know that some years money comes back and it's nice. It reminds me, I got to turn my stuff in this year. Yeah, we're working on it. Preacher taxes are way too complicated. Yeah, my dad complains about yeah, it a lot. It's uh, you know, I, I like I said, I pay someone that specializes in it to you know spend a few hundred dollars a year just to be sure that he uh, be sure I don't have to deal with it and mess it up. That's that's all it is. Josh, yeah. did you go to did you go to Tennessee for my brother's graduation? I do. Do you remember we were at the Chili's and there was that homeless guy claiming to be a Vietnam veteran? I it, don't remember. Is uh, that... He came up. He came up to me and he was claiming he was a Vietnam veteran. He was special forces. Said that his buddy stepped on a landmine to save his life and it blew up and he took all this shrapnel. The only problem was that the dude was like 
35. Like, the, <laughs> <laughs> like he's way too young to be a Vietnam vet. And I was like, dude, get out, get out of here. Cause I think I was still, I might've still been in the military at the time or I was, I had just gotten out. Now, is that the weekend we, we were throwing bottle rockets each other through the, from the cars? No, that was, was the, that was the wedding. That was the wedding. Was yeah. that before or after the graduation? Before, I think, yeah, before, because he was doing uh, like an internship or something out in Tennessee somewhere for a little yeah. church. Was I there for the graduation? Then? I think you were, because we had no kids, and I think Gemma was a baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Gemma wasn't around at the wedding. Yeah. So that was Gemma's first road trip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I was there. I don't remember that guy, but I do remember the weekend vaguely. Yeah. Let's see, uh, Chili's in Jackson. I th- I think so. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Right up there off yeah. of I forty. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think yeah. we hit it's, it on our way out. It's not changed much. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, is that the now? Is that the weekend your dad almost ran us off the road? Uh, yeah, possibly. I think so. Because all the because all the guys were driving together. Yeah. We we came back early. Together. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. We left early. I, I think that was the wedding. Yeah, that might have been the wedding. Those bumps on the side of the road, folks, are there for a reason. I remember I thought I was cool because I had internet on my BlackBerry with a little scroller ball. Yeah. Yeah. Blackberries are... Dude, it's horrible to navigate on that thing. Yeah, but Blackberries need to come back. Hands down, best encrypted phone out there. Well, best keyboard also. I could type so fast on that thing. Yeah, those are good phones. It's an actual keyboard. Yeah, it was an actual keyboard. And somehow you could actually hit all the buttons. Yeah, those are good phones. Apple took them out of business because of... There's a conspiracy theory around all that, but we'll leave that for another one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Learn that, man. I don't know what's going on. When took Jeff, when saw Jeff's baby. Yeah. And like I said, she's already growing. They expect her to be bigger than, than the older one, which has got to be the worst. To be the oldest child, but the smallest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's like an inch between me and my brother, I think. I think he's 6'1", six 6'2". Six and what are you? 6'4"? Uh, I go between 6 and 6'1". Okay, now, I'm not really talking height. I'm just talking about... Overall size. All around size. Don't got to worry about that. Like, I'm just looking at it from the fact of... One thing that my little brother's never been able to do is beat me up. Yeah. And I... I my intention is to take that record to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Do I like meet up once a year for a he's, contest? He's, I'm just yeah. saying, he's only a year and a half older than I am. So when we get to the stage of decrepancy, I still would like to think that I could, I'll age just a hair better than he does. Yeah. Does yeah. he work out? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, is he like, how's he compared to you in size? He's bigger, but no, he's not bigger, but he's, I mean, he's big. He's a big guy, but I'm bigger than he is. Yeah. Does he yeah. lift? Yeah, just not not like I do. Oh, okay. You know. Recreational. I was going to say, I'm a big guy. That doesn't say anything. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he's a big dude, but uh, but I've always just lifted more consistently and, and all that than he has. He just, he never really liked it. Yeah. Dude always wanted to just go out and shoot hoops. We go to the gym to work out, and I'd, I'd be in the, in the weight area, and just when I got done, man, I just went over. He'd be in the gym by himself just shooting the basketball around. That's that's what he enjoyed doing. So Yeah. Which is fine. I hear people talk about not liking lift weights at all, and it kind of – I just can't relate to it. Yeah. But I hate running. I can switch the subject up a little bit. How, 
So I was sorry. I was looking at the hand sanitizer right there. Coronavirus. Yeah. yeah have you heard about that? Yeah. People are buying up a hand sanitizer and selling it for like 10 times what it's worth. Yeah, that's not worth it, man. I saw this morning that uh, uh, I forget where exactly. I want to say it was in Rome um, that someone, there was an outlet trying to sell a bottle of hand sanitizer, maybe half the size of that bottle on the table, probably like a little little ounce and a half, two ounce bottle maybe. Um, selling it at $22, I think is, yeah. is what they said. Yeah. I just saw that somebody was trying to sell in that size for 35 locally. Like shipping it for really? thirty five bucks, yeah. To me, to me, there's no not a supply and demand issue there. No, at least here. But not listen, yet. listen, man. The media is causing the biggest coronavirus. Yeah, it's a, it's a joke. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Remember SARS? Well, SARS. What is H one N one? Yeah, but you remember SARS? Yeah, it's less deadly than SARS. It's yeah. just more easily transmitted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the people that are dying are dying either in rare cases. Or they're yeah. ignoring it forever. Well, they're saying that it's up to like a ninety-nine percent recovery right now. Yeah. Well, it, you know who owns the uh, uh, the patent for the uh, vaccine? Who? Bill Gates. Nailed it. Listen, man. Coronavirus is a man-made biological <laughs> weapon. Yeah, China made it to get rid of the protesters. Exactly. Man. Hong Kong worked. Yep. Supposedly. One of the I one blame of, LeBron. One of the legit problems that's coming out of it though is people are buying up like the uh like the like the masks, yeah. the protective safety masks, and all of a sudden there's become a shortage of yeah. those. Um, you know, where the people who actually need them, medical professionals who are in areas that are contaminated, mm-hmm. aren't able to as easily get them and that problem will only get worse before it gets better more than likely. Yeah. I heard from an Intel guy, and this could be absolutely incorrect. But there is a claim out there that with everything that has been shut down in China for as long as it's been shut down, there is going to be a minimum of a two-week shortage in some items that we all need or normally need to live with. I don't know. Just basic stuff. A lot of food, supposedly. Food, water, stuff like that that you buy in the stores there will be a shortage of. Possibly. Mm, I don't know. I think they released it on their own people for the protest. Yeah. And what what what's not getting a lot of news coverage that needs to get a lot of news coverage is because of this, Trump has struck a big-time trade deal with India, which is more, I think, population-wise, almost equivalent to China, yet not a communist-run nation. Yeah. And... Uh, overall better deal for the United States. So perhaps uh, Trump struck when the fire was hot and uh, some of our goods are about to get cheaper well, he's done and better a, quality. He's done a lot this past week, too. Between that, um, you know, he, of course, set up the task force to deal with coronavirus. Now we've got... Yeah. Uh, Vice well, President he closed everything off way... Here's the funny thing. He closes the, the travel from China way early. Oh, there's no way we're overblowing it. You're overblowing it. And now he's like, it's not that big a deal. 99% recovery rate, yada, yada, yada. And they're like, you're not making a big deal about this. So, I mean, he's just, he's making the right moves. I think he's got good intel, obviously. So, uh, but. You know, and, and some of it, 
you know, to be fair, I, I wonder how much of the activity we've seen that there's some of that too with the agreement to get the troops out of Afghanistan too this past week. Yeah. Um, no, that was a big one. It's a big deal. Uh, uh, you know, I'm a fan of a lot of it. Um, I don't know how much of it is him genuinely wanting to get things done and how much of it is a political play uh, the week leading up to Super Tuesday. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it, he's gotten a lot done in the past, you know, seven to ten well, days or so. That's a good point. And up to Super Tuesday, which is what, next week? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. So the coronavirus is allegedly responsible for the – what was it, $1,200 dip that the stock market took last week, mm -hmm. which I personally think that was part of part of it, except it had record highs today as far as gains go. So Today was a market correction. Yeah, I, I was about to say, there's always a market correction yeah. after a big dip or a big that's increase. That's what I'm saying. So that's probably the worst. Like if, you, if, if the intention was to drive down the stock market to get people out in the Democratic primaries to vote. No, that wasn't going to be it. Then it backfired on them today because the market corrected itself. Well, and, and I mean, part of the, the way the market works is just totally based off of fear-mongering. Well, that's what I'm saying. So they fear-mongered it down 1,200 yeah. points, and then <laughs> the day before Super Tuesday, I was like, ah, it'd be all right, guys. Yeah. Don't worry. No. Dude, did you see what he did to Bloomberg? Who? Trump. No. He crouched behind. So he's giving his speech, and he's talking about Bloomberg. I did and he this. crouches behind the podium to where only, like, his eyes are showing above it. Because everyone makes fun of Bloomberg because he has to stand on All the debates, he has to stand on a stool. Yeah. And so, like, he's essentially just making fun of the dude's height. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, the most childish thing. Dude, it's awesome, though, it's man. It's funny, though, but because, yeah. Well, and if... if he were to hunch over and try and mimic Bernie or something like that, people would be upset. But nobody, Bloomberg isn't anyone's favorite, at least not anyone. I don't think anybody likes Bloomberg, period. No, they don't like him. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, he it's, can't. He's, I mean, he's worth $60 billion. Like, he's, he's the guy Bernie's talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bernie is the guy that Bernie's talking about. Right. Well, well, Bernie, but they hate Bernie, too. Listen, Buttigieg and uh, that. Gone. Yeah, he dropped out. Klobuchar so, dropped out. Klobuchar, yeah. who was also terrible. It's going to be Biden. It was always going to be Biden from but the beginning. But that's what I'm saying. Both those people dropped out. Biden got all their, they're their still, primary points. Yeah. And, and so There still isn't a – a large portion of the Democratic Party is still old people, mm -hmm. just like the Republican Party is. But I think you have – What? If you're not hoping for a Jill Biden versus Donald Trump election – I think I, I think, think that's going to be hands he would down. Have, he would have beat Bernie more easily. Mm -hmm. No, oh, he's going to wax whoever he goes against. Yeah, I, I think mean, Biden. I just, I, Biden is their best chance. You think so? Yeah, because old Bernie old is. people will show up for Biden to vote. I think I think Bernie and and Trump are complete polar opposites. So you're going to see that. Yeah, I think. He, but he's too. I think he's too. Bernie's too far left. Too radical. He's right. he's too radical. The so, old people aren't going to vote for him. They'll they'll vote for Biden, but. Young Democrats will also vote for Biden, just right. to not vote for Trump. Right. right. Well, and there's the Obama factor there too, right? Like Obama was this hip president yeah. that, that a lot of people. Listen, man, Obama sent, picked Biden so he wouldn't get assassinated, man. Yeah. That's hey, the Biden, role. That's the role of a pick Biden, the dumbest vice president you can get. <laughs> I think he. I think he, he takes butt gig for uh, his uh, his vice. Oh, I don't think so. No, uh, it's going to be Buttigieg. Kamala. I am Buttigieg's primary demographic, like. 
Yeah. White, Hockey fans? Uh, yeah, well, there's a lot of us, like white college ed- educated millennials. I can make a lot. I can make a lot of jokes right now. It's well, gonna yeah. <laughs> just turn my mic off. No, but I don't know. I think he takes Kamala. No, no. You don't think so? No, I think he takes. I think he takes Buttigieg. I think he takes Hillary. No. What if he took Hillary? <laughs> It'd be hilarious, but no. Dude, no one's taking Hillary as a VP. That's Hil- almost guaranteed. No, nobody's taking Hillary like for Jeff- anything. You end She's up like done. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. Which, what's the over-under on days that Harvey Weinstein has left? Oh, I don't think he's, I don't think he's in any, any. I mean, what, 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 what would he have on anybody? He, I don't think he was really. Mm. No, he. Deep into that party, was he? Yeah. Was he? Dude, every Democratic candidate, every Democratic candidate ever received <clears throat> money from Weinstein. Yep. Right, but they weren't flying out to a private island. He did. He might not have dirt. No, on he's everybody. not. He's not. Je- he, you know, he's not a Jeffrey Epstein level blackmailing people. But I think he's got dirt on people. Yeah, possibly. I think he's got dirt on Oprah Winfrey. I think that says something though. That that's Weinstein's redeeming factor is that he's not Jeffrey Epstein. I know that's that's, that's a low bar that's been set yep. for sure. So did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? Yes or no? No. I mean, did he kill himself? No. Dude, that guy was murked. Did you hear about the guy who talked about, uh, oh, he was a whistleblower. He ended up dying, too. Ended up committing suicide in the same fashion everyone does. Two shots to the back or something. <laughs> Two shots in the back of the head. Yeah. Anyway, it's heating up, man. It, it's it's kind of, you think people are wising up to it? Do you think people are, are starting to accept that there's probably more of these, some of these conspiracy theories? I'm not talking lizard people or flat earth or anything like that, but the fact that the Clintons killed people. I think I think you have to be pretty far left to not believe it, which I have far left buddies that think it's stupid to think that way. And I, I think if you're just a common sense human being, you realize that there's way too many coincidences, way too many times for right. it not to be a thing. Well, they're saying Anthony Bourdain. But I think people are so far removed from it, they'll never it'll never get serious enough for them to care or try and bring charges up on her. She's too powerful, and you're so far removed from it as just, you know, a normal middle-class American that I don't, I mean, I don't care. I don't know these people. I'm not a Washington person. Yeah. So. I just. Until she needs your organs. I just think it's interesting, you know, when when Clinton got, Bill Clinton got into politics initially, you know, he was seen as sort of this very relatable character. Yeah. You know, know, he's just, oh, he's this good old. plays the saxophone. Yeah, he's a saxophone player. Good old country boy from Arkansas, governor, and, you know, he's someone you're comfortable with. With being in the White House, kind of like a Jimmy Carter type, you yeah. know, he he has that sort of down home appeal, and all of a sudden they've turned into this political mafia. Uh, yeah, you know, that, yeah. Uh, Plus, he's a giant rapist. They're they're about as distant Allegedly. from the average American family as you, as you can be. I follow uh, Paula Paula Broad, Broderick. No, I don't know. Which he supposedly allegedly raped at a hotel room, and then uh, Hillary had her basically strong-armed out of whatever whatever anyway i follow her on uh yeah trump brought her to trump brought her to one of the election debates mm-hmm. yeah and uh so anyway she's pretty um what's that saying a woman scorned i don't know what the exact saying is hell hath no fury yeah like a woman scorned. like a woman scorned yeah this broderick uh impersonates that every day yeah I don't, I don't know, man. You know, you 
everybody looks at Alex Jones like he's crazy, and he is. Mm-hmm. But he said some things that were so far out there that are now starting to come to light as right. being well, I think far Alex, more reasonable. I think Alex Jones throws the darts at the dart, throws a hundred darts at the dartboard, and then claims the ones that. Well, stuck. I just I just wonder if it's one of those things where it's kind of like there's no such thing as bad press. So he has he he latches onto something that he has. Yeah, no. That he thinks is probably true, but nobody wants to listen. So if you scream lizard people as loud as you can, people are like, oh, this idiot. But maybe they go down that rabbit hole and they're like, oh, well, the Clintons are murdering everybody. There was a Pizzagate. There was, you know, yeah. whatever else. See, so, that's that's where I'm that's where I lean in the conspiracy side is the Pizzagate, the the human trafficking rings. Yeah. There's just too too many interlocking pieces. Well, there. you know that human trafficking exists. You know that child sex trafficking exists. Right. There has to be a end user. Yeah, you think the And cards. you have to have a lot of money in order for that whole thing to work. I mean, well, but that's the thing. The thing is, is like, how do you sway a politician from the Middle East who is not on Forbes' top richest person list because they have no desire to be on it? Yeah. I mean, they say if you add up the wealth of some of these Saudi princes, like their wealth is, is like they look like Jeff Bezos is a pauper. You know, so how do you bribe someone like that when you can't buy them because they don't need right. your money? You know, you you go yeah. to their sick vices. Kind, yeah. kind of scared that in a few years here we're going to figure out that Taken was a documentary. Yeah. That's what so, I'm saying. Yeah. Like you start to watch some of these movies and you're like, I'm watching Narcos now, and they talked about the 1988 election in Mexico where they essentially just typed in the, like, basically uh, El Chapo and his groom of thugs went around to all the voting stations and just told the guys to add a zero at the end of the dudes, uh, the uh, uh, PRI or IPR or something like that, whatever the, the party is, just put a zero on it. And everyone, you know, like, that's ridiculous. That could never take place, but that's exactly what happened. You know, the cartel just strong-armed a guy into the presidency. And so... Yep, I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go into the voting booth tomorrow. Uh, I've got two things to vote on. I'm registered as an independent, so if I want to, I can cast a vote in the Democratic primary. Um, Don't you dare. Yeah, I haven't... <laughs> uh, I mean, half the names on there have already dropped out of the list as it is. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and then there's a Cleveland County question about, uh, uh, about alcohol sales on Sundays. Uh, uh, that that's on the ballot as well. I'll fill out that ballot. I'll turn it in, and I have no idea what happens to it after the fact. Don't forget to post up on well, Facebook that you voted. With oh, your oh sticker. for sure, yeah, sticker. <laughs> um, you know, I may don't even, give up on those. I may even, easy clout points. I may even take Shiloh into the booth with me to get some even you know better press that way. Hey, yeah. I took my son to something he doesn't understand at all. Videotape yourself doing it too, because that's supposedly illegal, but you can do it anyway. Yeah. So. But it, I mean, with that process, it's like okay, it just goes off, and and I get that there are county election boards, and they, uh, you know, they they count the votes and all these things. But the fact that it varies from place to place to place, the fact that the method varies from place to place to place, right. um, the fact that it's been proven that some of these electronic machines get hacked and get hacked pretty easily. Yeah. Um, now I will say this: we we know a guy named Mike who actually works in the voting department. And he works on the machines. And he said, uh, he said that Oklahoma has the most stringent laws in working on these machines and counting the paper and all that. And he, you know, he drew the correlation like we have the most stringent laws yet, and we're the only state that hasn't gone blue in the past however many years in any district. 
You know what I mean? And right. so it kind of, because I do think there's a lot of voter fraud going on. Oh, sure. I think I think Beto has no shot in Texas. Just knowing what I know about Texas, no shot in Texas if they don't bust in, or bust in people from Mexico. You know, so. But you know, and and we've seen some of that even with this election cycle already. I Iowa was a disaster. Oh, that was. I mean, that was great. You know, you had a you had an app basically ruin things and. It makes you wonder. People have forgotten about that because it's you know that's old news. We've had yeah. New Hampshire, South Carolina, and Nevada since then. They haven't. They haven't. They have they officially named a winner of Iowa. Was it Buttigieg? Uh, Buttigieg is reported as the winner. Bernie, I think, claimed victory. Right. Uh, but you know, at, at, of course, at this point, Buttigieg dropped out anyway. And yeah. So. But I think that Iowa win went to Biden, didn't it? Well, I think sort of. In, How does that work? I think in the end, Buttigieg's delegates are going to uh, are going to be assigned to Biden, right? Um, you know, in the event of a contested convention or something like that, because um, eventually, if everyone else drops out, then they'll be assigned to whoever wins going into the convention, but, right? Oh, the Democratic Party! Yeah, you have Trump over here just hanging out. Ninety-seven percent of the fire. vote. Is on anybody running side. against him? Is he? Mm-hmm. No, I I don't know their names except for I think Bill Weld is on the ticket. I think that yeah, there was one name that I had heard. Yeah. Is he gonna is he is he gonna be able to run against? <laughs> is he gonna be able to, is he gonna have to run it? Is he gonna be able to run against one person on all? Didn't they say like some states won't have? So essentially he, so essentially he may, he's not gonna be he's not gonna run against the same person in every state. That's right. That makes sense. So you have to get there are different thresholds for different states to get right. on the ballot, um, and you know it, it just it just depends. Of course, in Oklahoma too, uh, you can't write in a candidate. Um, you really? can only vote. That's right. You can only vote for who's there. Sorry, Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill Weld was the, uh, if I remember right, he was Gary Johnson's uh, running mate in 2016 mm. uh, on the Libertarian ticket, which currently. Um, Vermin Supreme uh, is one of the leading candidates for the Libertarian nod, so that that's fun. Um, I don't I don't know why you would run against Trump, but uh, uh, to get press, basically, um, you know, you you need. Well, I mean, if you're Elizabeth Warren right now, why are you still in the race? You know, if you're uh, if you're Bloomberg, even at this point, why are you still in the in the race? Um, you know, if you're any of these minority Democrat candidates. Uh, that didn't make it to Super Tuesday, why did you run to begin with? Well, you know, in, in some cases you were delusional and thought you had a shot, but in a lot of cases it's just, you know, okay, you ran and you had a little bit of success and you're able to sort of piggyback off that to a political career. Like, yeah. what does Buttigieg uh, do without running for president? He's mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and he's, you know, he doesn't have a path to any sort of higher political office. Statistically one of the worst ones, too. Well, yeah, Um but, I mean, he's not going to become the governor of, of Indiana. That's a fairly red state. Yeah. What um, about Tulsi? I don't. Is she still in it? I, I think technically she is. I don't remember. Tulsi Gabbard? Her. Yeah. I thought she was, the, for like, one of the first ones. I don't know that she ever. She, she's never dropped out, yeah. I don't think. I see, I see, for some reason, I thought she dropped out, and then she <clears> was suing. No, she's suing Hillary, which, by the way, have you seen that, that lawsuit? Uh-uh. One of the bullet points says, I am in a... It essentially says I'm in a, in the right state of mind, and I have not had suicidal thoughts, nor do I intend on ever committing suicide or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. 
<laughs> it's pretty funny just how it's gone. It doesn't matter how you check that box. They're still going to suicide you. If she if she put comma, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, you know, something like that. But um, I, she hadn't technically <laughs> dropped out. And she did, still kind of chirps on Trump. Every, I, I like Tulsi. I don't agree with her on everything. But I do think that if you were to have a fair election, I think she would have a legitimate shot at, at making it because I do think she kind of, because I think it's it's a very, it's a sad state in American politics when your your candidates cannot agree on something. You know what I mean? There should be a crossover because we all have crossovers in opinions. Right. You know, with the exception of the, the two extremes on either side, most normal people have a crossover. And, and so if you have a legitimate, you know, left and right leaning candidate, there should be some crossover there to, you know, kind of, you shouldn't have, I mean, whatever Trump says, they're just going to disagree with it 100%. And that just, you know, makes it, makes it a joke. Well, that party's become the anti-Trump party. I mean. Yeah, but that's, I mean. The, the biggest talking point of the past week, uh, especially going into the South Carolina uh, primary was, you know, which candidate is most likely to beat Trump on election day. And Biden's entire pitch, his entire pitch right now is, I can do it, Bernie can't. Um, that's true. That's, that's, that's the entire pitch. Uh, yeah. That was Buttigieg's entire pitch, and he got out of the race, and now he's endorsed Biden. Yeah. Um, I mean, Klobuchar had a little bit more substance than that, but not not much. No. no. Well, that that's the whole thing, is that that platform hasn't had anything going for it for years. I mean, the biggest thing they had was the, the Obamacare. <coughs> I mean, in eight years, that's all he really got done, and it was just a broken system. Yep. And the uh, the mandate's gone now too. So yeah, the I mean, so now you can't fund half of it. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, what is funny? You know, I I don't get, really get in our political arguments, but I go back and forth with a liberal buddy of mine, and he's he's extremely liberal. But uh, he sent me a post about how many campaign promises that Trump had, and how many he's kept, and how many he's broken, and all that stuff. And I can't remember how many main uh, you know promises he made, but it was somewhere like in the sixties, mm-hmm. and he kept like twenty, broke like fifteen, something like that. Anyway. It was somewhere around like 40%-ish. And then you go back and you look at eight years of Obama, and it was in the 200s, and he kept like 15 and right. broke however many, but it was just astronomically higher, and the performance was lower than Trump. I, I just thought it was hilarious. Well, you also have to note that Obama had <clears throat> had the same side in the House and the Senate. Yeah. Uh, Trump would have been able to repeal Obamacare had John McCain not been a bonehead. Yeah. You know, and so there is, he is fighting some of, you know, anti, uh, in the house, in the house now, but have uh, you, have you seen how the timeline lines up for the Trump family? Like with like his son and daughter and then his youngest son, like being old enough to run for president. If they all do eight years. Yeah. That's what got the Kennedys killed. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, JFK's dad had the same vision where there'd be a Kennedy in the white house for the next 40 years and. Then all of a sudden you just assassinate two of them and none of them want to run. Yeah. Buy out Ted and you're good to go. Yep. So uh, I wouldn't mind. I think Ivanka would be great. I think Donald Trump Jr., I've listened to some podcasts with him, and it's hilarious hearing him talk about how he yeah. gets calls from his dad about taking stuff too far on Twitter. Yeah, that's like, all that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> see, I like him, man, because he's a, he's a big-time gun advocate. Like, I think, yeah. would see, I think you would see a lot of the NFA crap go away if he had – you know, just a little bit more say. Oh yeah. No, I, I think I'll tell you who I, I, I mean, I obviously I, I was, I was a little shaky on Trump. I, 
I kind of bought in like everyone is is this a, a ploy? Yeah. Did he did he was he doing it for like like Bloomberg a publicity stunt and accidentally won the the primary and then accidentally won the general election? But I disagree with it now. I think he's had every intention of being president and doing a good job. Yeah. Well, you know, from my perspective, going into 2016, I, uh, I I'm thinking. You know, this is this is a guy who's very clearly morally corrupt. I I, I don't right as far as you know some of the ethical things he's done and you know some of the things he said about women, some of the things he's talked about with that, uh, and even if he's exaggerating to some extent, some of the things he's done, it's still he's easily the most crass president we've ever had. Right. But none of those things are enough by themselves to keep me from voting for him. My my hang up in 2016 is I don't know what he's going to do when he gets into office, and now I'm sitting here in 2020 and it's like. Oh, that wasn't that bad. Well, you know, North I, Korea, I, North Korea is not a problem anymore. You know, are they? Uh, uh, whose life is substantially worse off four years into a Trump presidency than it was before it started? Um, let me rephrase that. Uh, what American citizen's life is is worse yeah. off? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean yeah. the people that I like to see angry. Yeah. You know, Hillary. Yeah. But but are they are they actually worse off or does he just annoy them? Like see, and that, and that's what I think. That blows my mind that people can't get over that. Like even if Obama was the most annoying guy ever, if I felt like my life was objectively better, and people and no. like, but I felt like he was always threatening my my way of life. Dude, I can tell you this for like I felt like he had a war going against cops and Christianity. I, just, I can tell you this for a fact that there was a span of. <laughs> There was a span of, I think, four years, four or five years, where my annual merit raise simply got me back to where I was before one of the stupid decisions yeah. he made. Obamacare comes in, my insurance rates go up, my next raise just basically got me back to where I was the yep. year before. So essentially, your your paycheck stalls out for five years. Yep. You know, it's different in this case. I mean, you know, I think... What's going to happen is, is, is if Trump, I mean, I, I don't think, I don't see anyone beating Trump this year. If he wins the House as well, I think he wants tax rate at 10%, uh, an income tax rate at 10% for everybody, which I'm all for personally. So yeah. if that happens, then you see a bump in your paycheck automatically. Like you, a huge bump. <laughs> dude, my, my, my investments have, have gone up. My paycheck's gone up. Like all that stuff, I've I've actually felt the repercussions of the decisions that he made for the positive, mm -hmm. which I enjoyed. Then you throw, then you sprinkle in that you're not hearing about North Korea anymore. In fact, South Korea's uh, safer now because of it. You know, you you were pulling out Afghanistan. You know, which you know we're not we're not donating money. To everyone and their mom around the world anymore. He's willing to cut that stuff off. You have an Iranian. The Iranians' number one general is causing chaos in Iraq, and so we just pinpoint him with a missile and and all that. I mean, so you add that on top of the fact that I'm feeling that. Yeah. I'll take another four years of it. You know, I I find it funny that you know he's been he's been tough on like the EPA and the what was it the Paris Agreement or whatever the yeah. other EPA thing. And uh, now all of a sudden, every car company is putting out more electric vehicles. Well, like, well, why, why do you think that is? Do you think it's because they were being taxed because they weren't meeting EPA laws? And you know, they were, be, and they were being penalized for that? That's whose lives are getting worse. The people who are funneling money through these bogus deals. The Paris Act was a way to funnel money to the, <coughs> to the elite 
uh, through backdoor channels yeah. and, and all that. I mean, and he cuts that off. So those people are probably not liking life as much well, as they I think used what, to. I think what we're seeing now is more of a let the government step back and let people do it on their own. When you force people to do it, they're going to fight you every step of the way. Well, it's like it's like telling your kid, you know, they have to brush their teeth versus, you know, finding some incentive for them to brush the, their teeth without I, you having to tell them. I think it also shows that we're not as stupid as we look. Yeah. You know, because we, we've always said this. Put someone, put an outsider, <clears throat> you know, put a, a, a non, an outsider who doesn't have any ties to the lobbies, doesn't have any backdoor channels to other politicians. Put someone like that in there. And everything will get better. Put a businessman in there who knows what he's doing, and everything will get better. And that's what we voted for in 2016, and that's what's happening. It's gotten better all yeah. across the board, not only just in America, but you know, India's you know getting better deals. We have a better deal between Canada and Mexico. I mean, everyone's lives are getting better, and so I think it's good. Yeah, I think we're. I think I think we're going to see an increase in politicians that aren't your your standard your status quo politicians because that's th- the reason why I voted for him was j- just for him he didn't even have to be good I just wanted him to be a wrench in the system right because he wasn't Obama he wasn't yeah. a bush you know he wasn't going to be the same like you know clean suited you know tell me what I want to hear but do absolutely none of it type of guy right. well it, it, in a lot of ways he's the exact opposite of of bush like, yeah uh, I like Bush as a person a lot and yeah, I, I don't like a lot of what he did policy wise. W um, or HW? Um, both, but I'm I'm talking about W especially. Right, right. Yeah, because HW was a skis. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> that w, that man was a crooked individual. Yeah, well, uh, he was also uh, elected before I was born. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. valid. Yeah. Listen, man, I thought he was a great dude until I started reading yeah. up on some of the Kennedy assassination. And you're like, come on, man. Well, w, w was a great uh, – I, I, I think he's a fine person, uh, but policy-wise, some of the stuff he did was, was not great. No yeah. Child Left Behind was a terrible, dude, terrible that wasn't that wasn't W. That was Cheney. What? I mean, let's face he, it. His, his name's on it, though. W was a puppet Yeah. for Cheney and his dad. Well, I mean, if you watch the movie, you're going you're gonna to think that more than anything. But, but And so with, with Trump, like, as I've already mentioned, as a person, eh, you know, again, he's – even as president, I that man needs to delete his Twitter account. It's fun sometimes, but no, Twitter account has. I to think be it's tactic. I think it's done won. tactically, yeah, it's, man. I think it's a it's tactic. A tact- it is a tactic. But, but policy wise, like when the uh, when the tax bill came out uh, a couple of years ago, I know a, a year and a half ago maybe um, yeah. is when the new tax plan was rolled out. Um, you know you. You may remember a bunch of companies started saying, "Hey, we've got this much more money. We can either increase salaries or create this many more jobs uh, within our company." Like it was, yeah. it was a big boon to the economy. No, yeah, that, right and that's away. the thing. And and, I, and I've said it on here before. I would I would side with the left more. Not saying I would ever side with them, but I'm just saying I would tend to lean their way <clears throat> as far as benefit of the doubt goes, if they would give them for credit for things that you just can't argue. Right. If unemployment rates down, I mean, don't buck it. If if people are making three thousand extra a year, don't buck it. I mean, but that's all they're doing. No, that's nothing. That's not this. Now you got Obama taking credit for the 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 economy, and it's like, you know, we we're not dumb. We we know how it felt. Yeah, three thousand a year is going to cover your uh, your increased health insurance premium from Obama. May, exactly. Maybe, maybe. Exactly. So, but that's a car payment. You know, you can afford to get your child a car now. 
if that's if that's what you need. I mean, it's just it's. I mean, we feel the effects versus what you're telling us. I think that's the biggest thing is, is people's distrust for the media, which is why he's on Twitter, is they don't trust the media, and so he can do he can put it out there himself uh, for everyone to hear, and that's it. By the way, Mitt Romney's trying to buy a controlling stake in in Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Anyway, now I hope Greg Abbott runs next, governor for Texas. Um. You ever watch epic rap battles of history? Yes. The Mitt Romney versus Barack Obama one is hilarious. He says, my opponent's so rich and white, it's like I'm running against the cheesecake. <laughs> uh, uh, that one, that, that's one of the better ones, I Cheesecake, think. shout I think, out Baker Mayfield. I think it's the most viewed one, yeah. too. It's, uh, it's way up there in views. Worst, uh, worst quarterback in his division next year, unless he steps it up. Do you hear, the, you hear about that radio announcer who got in trouble? For what? For calling them... The uh, M word, what you call the slang term for a little person. Yeah, oh. I saw that. Do you see that? What? I saw that. Yeah. Um, it says a lot of things about Baker Mayfield. It says in a very colorful way, but gets suspended for saying that particular word. He used profanity right before that. Right uh, before it, but the profanity is yeah, not why he got yeah. suspended. It was the. You, you got to say little person now, right? Yeah. Or a dwarf. It's funny that term is actually used to describe certain youth hockey leagues up in Canada. Yeah, 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 yeah midget leagues. It's, it's midget. Yeah. I mean, that, Are you going to kick me off the show, and Josh? A, and, a spe- <laughs> and a special, you know, wrestling division here in the United States. Well, that's yeah. that's a little more on the nose. Um, <laughs> Listen, if they're in on the joke and everybody's having a good time together, it's it's one of those things. It's fifty fifty. Yeah, it's one of those things where some people are going to get offended by it. You know Barstool Sports? You ever heard of Barstool Sports? Yes. So they have a a little person on staff. He doesn't mind the word midget. He says, I "I don't mind it. He goes, I got friends who don't mind it. He goes, but it's like anything. It's like cracker. Like, I don't care if anyone says it. You know, but I'm sure there's someone out there who cares. Yeah. I had a guy guy, uh, call me a wiener the other night. I didn't like that. (laughs) He was crazy. And I was was kicking him out of a restaurant. I was like, man, get out of here. And he starts walking, and as he's walking away, he's like, shut up, wiener. And I was like, what? I was like, did you just call me a wiener? <laughs> and then he just takes off jogging across the street. And I was like, all right, well, problem I would, solved. I would roll. See, I think so. Are those people creative? What? People about trying getting arrested or angry at cops. Do any of them like, get creative where like, you actually kind of give them props for their creativity? And then Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a I – can't, I, can't, I can't say everything that he, uh, that he said, but uh, – we went on a call and this guy was just drunk out of his mind. It was a domestic thing where he was having a party and this, his, you know, soon to be ex, they were like a day away from finalizing their divorce. Right. Comes back to the party, even though she agreed to leave for the night, comes back. So she, she, she starts this issue because of course he has girls and guys over there. Yeah. Anyway, we show up and, uh, one of the officers immediately starts taking the female side in front of him like kind of like running game <laughs> right it's kind of how it comes Cows across and no and nobody and, and nobody likes this guy the cop or the dude the cop. okay and uh so me and my buddy or my partner we show up and we're just kind of like like what is this guy doing so we kind of end up handling the call for him but he's not getting along with the the male part you know right and uh, the guy just starts ragging on him he's like I respect you points at me he's like I respect you he's like but that dude is a he goes, I think it's because of his hair. He's like, you got too much gel in your hair. 
And I was like, I fixed my hair, man. What do you think about mine? He's like, nah, you're good, man. And so he goes, but that dude, and then he calls him the name again. And I just look at, I look at the, the cop and I laugh at the cop because it's funny. Just the way he's saying it. Yeah. Cause it's like, I don't know, man. We, I think angry people are funny. Yeah. Naturally. Well, it, it, to me, it's funny when you know they're not going to do anything. My wife is hands down the funniest when she's angry. Yeah. Because the filter comes off. She's willing to say the things about our kids that we're all thinking and yeah, and all that. My wife doesn't get angry very often, but she gets mean. Yeah. Yeah, she's one. It's pretty funny. Yeah. That's an hour, bud. That's an hour. Yeah. Chris, man, appreciate you coming on. Yeah. I think the only thing we need to fix is that amount of time between the next visit. Yeah, yeah. consider this your uh, your second interview to replace Jeff. Yep. Yep. Who has two demerits now for missing two episodes? I get like <laughs> squatters' rights at some point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Legally, you you live here now, yeah. according to state law. I can't. I have to get you evicted. Technically, technicalities <laughs> that you seem to be good at. Anyway, that's it. We are out. Have a good weekend.